0: Welcome to Pints and Politics. I'm your host, Dan Parsons. As you know, our regular listeners and viewers, Pints and Politics is all about bringing thought leaders and people who make a difference here in Nebraska around a table and talk about the most important issues of the day. And we do it the way politics ought to be discussed uh, over a delicious Nebraska craft beer. And so it's my joy and pleasure to welcome back to the podcast, yep. the Lancaster County Commissioner Sean Flowerday.
1: That's right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No, last time I was here was well, I don't know what uh, y- was, y- year and a half ago, a little more than yeah, way back was, in
0: twenty right, right, one. Right. uh With our friend Josh Mooney, right. the the mayor of Norfolk, Nebraska. Right. right. And we talked about all things uh, solar and wind.
1: Right. Right. All things renewable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. you've got a a, a great knowledge and in, in history of renewable energy and. That's why we had you on with, uh, right. with the mayor.
1: Right, right. Well, and, and actually my, so my family, uh, my my mother um, was a partial owner in the Crofton Hills wind farm project up in Northeast Nebraska. And so I just kind of came up in it and grew up around renewables and, and it, so some, something I believe in really, really deeply. It's yeah. you know, it keeps our skies clear, our streams clean, and our economy rolling. And, and so. tax
0: dollars into our coffers. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. right. You want to you want to talk about real rural economic development that doesn't put any additional you know, it, it's no additional kids on the school rolls, right? It's, exactly. it's 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 more dollars in rural economies without more services. Exactly. So you don't get that very often.
0: Well, right? I appreciate so. all that. So uh, yeah. let's start as we always do. So, so it's great. Uh, at, at your great suggestion, we picked tonight a uh, good old, dear old Nebraska brew from Zipline Brewing. And as we pour ourselves, tell us, you, you've got some knowledge about how this all started.
1: Great. So uh, my understanding is this beer was designed with Zipline. And it's, uh, it, it was a combined effort between the Nebraska University Alumni Association and Zipline Brewing. And so it's a, what they call a tailgate lager. And Perfect. I did a terrible pour there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll edit that out in post-production, Sean. No That's worry right. about people,
1: that. People vote for me for my policy, <laughs> not for my
0: beer point. And, uh, and it's very appropriate, even though this will air a few weeks uh, after, or a few days after this, it's very appropriate because we're toasting our, our long-lost head coach, right. Scott Frost. Right. So right. cheers, my friend. Right, absolutely. Yeah. You well,
1: know. yeah. oh, it's a nice That's beer. That's a tailgate bro. beer it is you can I mean that's a session beer you can hang out on that for a long time absolutely so
0: or as some of my friends call a lawnmower beer right exactly exactly okay well as we always do we'll put notes uh, about dear old Nebraska brew and if anyone has uh, had football coaching suggestions sure uh, toss those in sure. uh, on our uh, on the, saw, o- over the airwaves. I saw last night that Sue's already thrown his his,
1: uh, his hat in the I ring. Saw that. I don't know if that was serious or not, but I, I got kind of excited about it. He's a smart guy.
0: Let's put him as defensive coordinator.
1: Sure. I'm, I, I'm down. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, uh, Sean Flaherty, the commish, as I like to call you, I think that's appropriate. Uh, first elected to the Lancaster County Board of Directors uh, the Lancaster County Board in 2018. Right. You you've served as chair of the board. Right and a member of the Board of Health throughout right. the co- co- coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and I love this. I, I found this somewhere, Sean. You're a diehard ho- die alternative country music fan. Right,
1: right. Anything anything rooted in, you know, Willie Whalen or Merle is kind of my style. Nice. Um, not not, not a big pop country guy, but, but it, anything. Like sort of old time country, anything from from you know before about nineteen seventy eight, um, and then bands like Drive By Truckers, Wilco, nice. Lucero, Jason Isbell, that kind of stuff.
0: Uh, my friend, the comedian Brad Stewart here oh, sure. in town, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, has a great riff yeah. on yeah. Uh, on that. <laughs> we should put that in. Right. We should find that. but We should have we should have him on sometime. He'd be he's great. great to, he's a great. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great dude. Um, and so, yeah, and so you've done that and you're up for re-election. I am. Uh, I am.
1: So so I'm 56 days out from uh, from the 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 reelect to the, the general election. But, you know, who's counting? Um, <laughs> no, it's it's it, the campaign's going really, really well. We're in good shape. I think we've had a really amazing reception from the community. Um, I think I think people have been really, really receptive to the campaign's message. And frankly, people are you know, it's it's we focused kind of on 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 three areas through this campaign you know, taking action on climate change, increasing access to health care, and lowering property taxes. And I think we've had, you know, demonstrable outcomes on all of those things, and I'm I'm pretty proud of the work I've done,
0: frankly. And I want to drill down on some of those things, but let's back up for a second for our listeners and viewers who may not be familiar with the county board. uh, And I've had a couple of your colleagues on, as you you probably know, too. Uh, So just remind us uh, what the county board does. Sure.
1: So I always say the easiest way to think about it is the county board of commissioners is to county government as city council is to city government. Mm-hmm. We are the legislative body for the for Lancaster County. There's five of us, five districts. My district is kind of southwest Lincoln down to about fifty southwest fifty six in Roca. Um,
0: so, so you have so some rural.
1: I do. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, and so uh, it, it, now. I always I always use that that city council analogy. It's not a completely perfect analogy, right. frankly, because there is no there is no county mayor, right? There's no county executive, so the county board of commissioners doubles as both the legislative and the executive. Mm-hmm. So if I'm honest, we spend probably about as much time doing you know sort of the administrative capacity of the county um, as we do the legislative. Right. So you know that's that's kind of the the the. 101 civics lesson on, on county board. Yeah, yeah. So
0: Well, and and because there's only five of you, I've lo- I learned this and I knew this. I was trying to get more than two of you in a room. Right. And uh, can't do we it. can't do that. <laughs>
1: right. Well, we could if we brought the brought in the county clerk yeah, as well. So actually had but a then, meeting. But then it has to be a public meeting and we have yeah. to post notice and
0: yeah. Well, we probably couldn't drink beer.
1: Yeah, no, it would be uh, it it would certainly be a violation of the Milk and Cookies Act. And it might be that's a real act,
0: milk and cookies. The audience is laughing. You can
1: you uh, can can look that up. That's a real act. It comes from the milk and
0: cookie. It's it's
1: uh, and it's 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 a stipulation of what what items basically can be provided at public meetings for consumption. Coffee's always allowed, and that's about it. Um, and it's called the milk and cookies act. Look it up.
0: Hilarious. So, yeah, 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're able to do this and, right. and have some good old Nebraska beer. Um, so okay. Um, so that's a really good little primer of uh, what the county board does. And uh, you know, you're not, you don't shy away from the controversial issues. I never know have. that. No. And uh, you know, uh, like any public servant. Uh, you do, you hear from your constituents, uh, right. and oftentimes the only time you hear from your constituents is when they're, uh, maybe pissed off about something sure, sure. and, uh, but that's, that comes with the territory. Right. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, so the talk, first, talk. first rule
1: of getting elected is, is that, is that day one, any decision you make, you're going to be wrong. So yes. yeah, you're yeah. going to be the stupidest person anyone ever met from day one. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: Um, We'll talk about some of the things that uh, you've done the last few years and sure. and, uh, and then we'll dive into sure. some of that.
1: So one of my top priorities always has been and always will be taking action on climate change. Mm-hmm. Climate change is an existential threat to not just our community, but every community out there. Um, we've got to move on this. We've got to find new ways to address this. So I sit. Um, I'm 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 the county representative on the Climate Smart Collaborative. So this is this is a, a group that meets from members from the university, um, from LES, from the city of Lincoln, from Lancaster County, and from LPS. And we've been talking together and finding new ways to to, to work together to increase energy efficiency in public buildings, to fi- um, find. New opportunities, new locations, and new ways that we can install infrastructure for electric vehicles. Try to be able to build on that in in Lancaster County. Um, Try to just generally lower lower operational, you know, carbon footprints of these big, you know, giant public entities, and then finally uh, finding new ways to try to bring in renewable energy options into Lancaster County, like Um, our friends with
0: Ranger Power. Right, right,
1: exactly. Um, So I've, you know, I've I've, obviously. No secret, I think it's probably the thing I'm best known for is, you know, I've, I've uh, worked to try to encourage renewable energy development here yeah, in Lancaster you've been a, County. You've been a leader, yeah. Through both solar and wind development. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, it, it, we've also tried to work to maybe – I I'd always consider myself really, really pro-growth. I really, really want to see new industry, new um, – new, any new opportunity um, for economic development coming in, into our community. Really, the only thing I've ever worked against on that front would, would have been the chicken farm up by uh, uh, in the, the Malcolm and Raymond right. area. Right. Um, and frankly, that had there was a lot of water quality and water quantity concerns up there. which uh, just wasn't prepared to take a vote saying that you know the the high school that was going to be right next door might be pulling sand through their pipes if we. Uh, you know, the, 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 let the chicken barns be built so up there. So
0: wrong project, wrong location, wrong time. It,
1: right? It, wrong, wrong location more than anything else. I don't even necessarily have a beef with the project. I mean, I'm not, I'm not universally against you know production agriculture mm-hmm. or large scale feeding operations on any front. Um, there are others that make perfect sense. You know, it, it. I mean we we approved one in waverly that no one ever talked about because there, there never was any controversy because right. because it because the location made sense people in the community wanted it and just was barely in and, the news and at all. a huge operation right it was a massive operation yeah. and it just sailed through yeah. because frankly it made a lot of sense um, so you know i've i've tried to work to keep polluting industries from our uh you know from our county and i've tried hard to bring new opportunities, new green energy and green economy opportunities into Lancaster County. Cause like so. you
0: said, not only is it benefiting the environment, uh, it's right. a, it is it is benefiting the economy as right. well. It's
1: a massive boost to the economy. We're sitting, Lancaster County sits on about 280 days of, of sunshine every single year. And on top of that, we are right here in the middle of the Saudi Arabia of wind. I mean, that's a cliche. Everyone's sick of hearing it's, that line, but it doesn't make true. it not true. That's right. Right. We have so much opportunity. And what production agriculture means is changing. It will change and it has to change as we move, move forward in, into the future. You know, we've we've run for the last 50 years. We've run our rural economy on basically corn, cows and soybeans. And There's not a thing wrong with that, but we've got to diversify. We've got to find a way to bring in other new sources of, of, uh, capitalizing on the resources we have.
0: Well, and not only that, but it benefits uh, the county and, uh, uh, from uh, on the tax basis.
1: Absolutely, it's it's find me another way to bring in more rural economic development that, like I said earlier, doesn't put you know new children in the school system that doesn't put another drain that doesn't cost more services. Because every time every time you 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 create jobs, job growth is amazing. We want them, we we need them, but. Those people that are going to require services. A wind a windmill doesn't require services. Solar panels don't require services. That's rural economic development. That's just a win. It's just a flat win for the people who are already there.
0: And to be fair, uh, the, the controversy that that has occurred on some of those projects is, you know, some people uh, from the city have moved out sure. to the to the sub, uh, the suburbs, uh, if you will. Sure. And um, you know, they they think. Uh, building those facilities, uh, those those farms, right. uh, it, it is right. not what they signed up for. Right, right. And but you've done a, from my perspective, and I've, as you know, I've seen it pretty up close. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, you've made those accommodations. Uh, I
1: really think we have. You know, it's it's no one. So in 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 the case of uh, of uh, of the solar project, no one is ever going to be living closer than three football fields to a solar project. You know, I. I Live here in the city. I'll tell you what. There's a, there's a lot of different there's a lot of things. Maybe I wish my neighbors here in the city didn't do within three football fields of my house. <laughs> but you um, don't have a lot to say about. There's that. a lot of busy roads that I maybe <laughs> wish weren't there within three football fields of my house. That yeah, like like you said, that we don't have to necessarily have any say about. And so I I really do think that you know three football fields length, three hundred yards. That's pretty good um, in terms of distance from you know the outs- outside wall of someone's property to where these projects can't be built and it's far more than that for wind you know for wind for a 500 foot turbine it's three and a half times the height of the turbine so that's so that's you know 1500 what 17 17 uh, uh, 1725 yeah I can't. no I can't do math
0: I, I, you, you're you're way ahead of me Sean uh, <laughs> as as everyone knows I don't do math right um, I'm in PR not mathematics yeah, 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 yeah. Um but anyway, those have been. Uh, I, I've watched you up close, and you've, yeah. you've been a leader on that. I appreciate. It. And Thank you. uh, you've done some good things. So, uh, what else? What else uh, are you uh, working on? And, and uh,
1: I mean, you, you mentioned earlier, obviously. Uh, so, I serve as both. Both the city council and the county board of commissioners have a representative on the board of health. Right. Um, ever since day one, uh, the. the my first, my first uh, county board meeting ever. I, you know, we we got our committee assignments, and I found out. Oh, you've got a board of health meeting tonight. Oh, okay, all right, fine, fair enough. Um, so since day one, I, I, I've been the board of health member. Obviously, no one anticipated. No one knew. Yeah. No one knew what was coming. No one, no one knew where this was going. And so, yeah, in 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 the year of twenty twenty, I spent. Uh, I pretty much spent spent twenty twenty. I was I was the county board chair that year, and then I was also the board of health member, which meant put me kind of at the the center of. County city vaccination efforts, trying to trying to work work with our public health director, work with the mayor's office, and try to coordinate the local coronavirus response. Um, by and large, we've done actually quite well as a county. Um, we have had significantly uh, just slightly just slightly more than than half the number of COVID deaths that a county of our size, right. on average, would have normally had. We led the state in, vac- in, in vaccinations, we've led the state in booster shots. Uh, I'm really proud of the work we've done. And frankly, our community, I mean, this Lincoln Lancaster County is, is an incredible community. They're very civic minded. The vast majority of our population were more than happy to do what they needed to do, to stay home, to socially distance, to get the shots, to wear the mask, by and large, they were happy to do it. And I it, I thank our community because it, it like, Yes, I think we had some good leadership. I think we had some good planning. We had some really, really good citizens doing their part Pe- the whole way through.
0: People did, for the most part. Yeah, uh, yeah we came out uh, really, com- really well.
1: Our community, and I mean, we've been rated, you know, time and again as as, as one of the communities that is that bounced back the fastest in terms of, of of our economy that is that has been able to get back to whatever normal looks like right, anymore right. Um, as quickly as possible.
0: Right. So, okay. So. Uh, As you know, I've been around the political game for a while here in the state, and it it, uh, come election time, uh, you know, it it always always kind of boils down to the economics. Right, right? absolutely. And so budget, taxes, where are we at on the county?
1: Really, really happy to uh, you know to say that for the second year running we've we've actually been able to lower the the county property tax levy. Now I'm not going to say that that offsets other increases that happened in other political subdivisions, and for some people over the last two years valuations have still gone up. Sure. But we have been able to successfully start chopping down. Frankly, we. we been able to get get the the county property tax levy marching in the right direction is the the phrase I keep using. And I expect we'll probably be doing another decrease next year. Um, So we did a $3 million decrease last year, we did a little over a million dollar decrease this year, and I would expect to see something similar. Next year as well. So we have been able to actually get some property tax relief here um, at a time when, frankly, it's really needed. I mean, it's you know property taxes are really really hard on working people, on seniors living on a budget. It's 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 really difficult.
0: And I assume that's one of the top things you hear going door to door.
1: Always is, always yeah. is. And and is always, truly, when when the county commissioners are getting together, it is always one of our top priorities. It's always one of our top concerns. You know, we we set out from the beginning this year, when we were crafting this year's budget, we said no new FTEs on property taxes, period. And we held to it, and I'm very proud of that. FTEs. So, uh, sorry, <laughs> using jargon That's here. That's all right. Uh, full-time employees. Yes. No new full-time employees on property taxes. And we were able to stick to that. So there are no, that we, we, we did add five new full-time employees in, in the budget. All of them were able to be offset it, through some other reduction somewhere else in the budget and did not increase the property tax rolls. Well,
0: and, and that is significant because we are growing.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, a community. I mean, we, we, you know, we grew by 30,000 people in the last 10 years. That's 30,000 pe- people who need new services, who are driving on the roads, who you know, needed, needed the public health department to come through for them this year yeah. in different ways. Um, and you know, who maybe require, require different things from their local government.
0: So, and that reminds me of another topic that seems like it always comes up during election year, whether it's county or city, uh, even state, uh, the condition of our roads and bridges and and all that. We're
1: very so in after the the twenty nineteen flooding, that was kind of our low water mark, right? Or actually, I should say high water mark. Um, <laughs> Speaking
0: of climate I, change, that
1: really wasn't meant to be a pun. I feel bad about that already. Um, so so we we had following that we had about sixty bridges on the scour critical or scour susceptible list. We had twenty nine bridges closed in the county. Um, we've been able to get about. Right now, we only have, uh, it's eight, maybe seven as of like yesterday, uh, bridges closed. check back with me tomorrow and I'll I'll let you know if, if we're able to announce the reopening of another one um, so we're down into single
0: from from, from that from
1: 29 from 29 close we're down into single digits in you know three and a half years and that's actually a pretty big it's a pretty heavy lift when you consider I mean the average bridge is probably coming in around three hundred four hundred thousand 400 thousand dollars so these are these are large projects
0: but just to be clear so most of those closings were a result of that flood
1: most of those closings I mean or was
0: it or is it just the, the flood, natural the,
1: the flood push pushed them over over the edge yeah with, with so many of these bridges with so much of the infrastructure issues at the county sure. we're talking about WPA era bridges right yeah, we're talking about, ro- about, about about bridges that were built on federal money from the Roosevelt Truman and Eisenhower Mara. era um, I mean a lot of these bridges have t- have have you know timber struts through them I mean wow. really we're talking we're talking some pretty old infrastructure here that frankly there's not enough property taxes in the world to be able to replace all of them all in one go sure. right we'd never be able to yeah. manage it no one could we could you could max the levy and it wouldn't do get the job done um, so we have to prioritize. We have to obviously pick pick bridges with with the you know, on farm to market routes, on school routes, on high traffic routes. We have to prioritize those. And so yeah, following the 2019 flooding, we had we had 29 bridges closed, and I'm very very happy to say we have that number far down, um, down into the single digits now. We also have been able to replace about approximately half of those 60 or so bridges that were on the scour critical or scour susceptible list. So we are we are truly making progress on that front.
0: Oh. Yeah, Interesting. not
1: to mention a whole bunch of, you know, additional road maintenance and uh, rebuilding Saltillo a couple of times while the South Belt Lake oh goes through because those state trucks have just, just you know, pulverized Saltillo Road.
0: Bridges, taxes, roads, uh, climate. Uh, I assume, uh, I know uh, that there's a few dollars rolling right. into the state from right. the federal government. Right. Right. Uh, the, the task that you guys have in picking where those dollars go. Uh, Talk a little bit about that.
1: So yeah, I I assume you're referencing the the American Rescue Plan Act, ARPA is what everybody calls it. Um, The ARPA funds that, that are coming down from the federal government. ARPA is a, I mean, talking about WPA era, era, you know, style. Yeah, this is our. uh, um, It really is. This is this is a this is generational funding. You're not going to see this again. Um, This isn't likely to ever happen in any of our professional. Let's hope ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right. No. It's it's. I mean, this is the kind of thing that you save only for really large events. Frankly, like COVID. Um, so ARPA, ARPA has meant. I mean, it's obviously the state of Nebraska has received uh, more than a billion dollars in ARPA funding, and that and the state legislature has been distributing that out on a million projects. But local governments received ARPA funding too, and it was all distributed by population. Lancaster County got just a hair under sixty-two million. The city of Lincoln got uh, just a, right around forty-five million. Um, so when when it became clear that those distributions were coming down to us, uh, myself, some of the commissioners sat down with. Uh, members of the uh, Lincoln mayor's office, um, the mayor herself actually, and uh, and we started, we started crafting a plan for our community, both sort of a joint plan from the county and the city perspective. Yep. Um, we wanted to try to avoid duplication of efforts. And the, the, the phrase we kept using is we want to try to get every side of the barn painted once. I you like know?
0: That. Um, <laughs> Speaking of rural, bro, right? I like that. And, and by the way, I, I again, just from an outside perspective, I like the cooperative arrangement that, because it, it just doesn't happen naturally, but between you and the city. I, I, it doesn't, I've seen no, that, no. Yeah, and, and you, you work well.
1: And they're really, really good partners, and, and, and always have been through multiple administrations. Lancaster yep. County and the City of Lincoln have, for years, had re- really quite a good working relationship over the years. Um, so we sat down early early in the, the ARPA money process, and we started drafting out a, a plan together. Um, just due, due to the nature of, of some of the powers that that the legislature has imbued in Lancaster County we are we are better able to address certain issues like mental health funding human sure. service funding um, behavioral health funding yes. and the city is far better to and do due, due to certain things that are in the city charter they are better equipped to handle things like um, uh, the rental assistance and small business uh, mm-hmm. grants that went out mm-hmm. and uh, just really by and large, the city money was more focused on on economics, I would say, and the county money was more focused on sort of the human side of the pandemic response. Um, we both had money going to the public health department. We both had money going to tourism, to hospitality, um, but you know, so we focused our our dollars largely in. So we we, we, we took 15 million and we put it into uh, what we called nonprofit assistance. We, we've we've already had this entity called the uh, the the Human Service Joint Budget Committee, the the JBC. And so this 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 committee distributes about two million dollars a year of city and county human service funding to local nonprofits every year. We already had that entity ex- in existence, so we just we use that blueprint, that model. To distribute this nonprofit assistance funding, we broke it up into four different areas basic needs, uh, victim safety, victim safety and violence prevention, behavioral health, and uh, racial and ethnic disparities. Nice. Nice. Um, so we did that with sort of the first 15. Uh, we use 6 million to create a family resource center that's focused on juvenile behavioral health youth behavioral health oh, yes. the idea is we're trying to we're trying to provide services try to provide programming for at risk youth in crisis yeah. before they ever reach the you know the, the finding themselves a point where they find themselves crossovers with, with the law and end up in juvenile <clears throat> detention so you know, this I, is all about juvenile detention alternatives I,
0: I so appreciate that I, I serve on the board of Cedar's and right. I I'm very aware right. of the need the right. increasing need Right uh, of juvenile services right. here in here in our city and county. Yeah, so.
1: absolutely. Cedars was uh, was was one of the recipients of the yeah. nonprofit assistance. thank you. Assistance, yes, so thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of Cedars. Big fan of it, it. So before before I was on the county board, I was actually I, I was the state administrator for a, uh, a, a child welfare service provider right. as well, and have done a lot of work with Cedars and yeah. think very very highly of yeah. of everything they've done over there. Jim so. Blue
0: does some pretty important. They do great work, work. there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do really great work. Um, so we we also, uh, we put $10 million into, I mean, the, the, the County ARPA money is, I mean, it's really sort of a, a, a soup to nuts operation. We, we, we went, uh, it, we, we cover a lot of ground we put two million dollars into rural water uh 2.5 million dollars into uh culvert replacements um just to help sort of more county infrastructure and maybe maybe the most exciting part of it to me is we put 10 million dollars into a rural broadband project yes um so we are this is this is rural broadband development uh for the the county condo system to lay fiber optics throughout rural lancaster county is going to reach 50 percent of everybody who lives out, out in rural areas. And when I say rural areas, I mean everywhere that isn't Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: Well, and, and I don't think a lot of people recognize this. And we've done a couple episodes or at least one episode on rural broadband uh, access and, and doing some work for the, some of those folks now. And I don't think people realize. I mean, here we are. We're, we're here at, in, in the Haymarket right. and, and Fuse Coworking and some of the fastest internet in the city is right here where we right. sit right. and that's an incredible story right. but but you can go and just a few miles outside yes. of the city and you can't get Netflix right
1: right no you're <laughs> down you're down to, to 2005 level technology yeah. and it should it should be said that as of this year Lincoln Nebraska now has uh, it, if not the fastest internet in the country, second fastest only behind Kansas City. Yes. We even took Austin last year. Yes. Uh, Kansas City is still beating us in download speeds, but we actually took Kansas City in upload speeds. So nice. it is, it is the the, the level of, of technological infrastructure that we enjoy in this city is truly world-class. I mean, it really is truly some of the best you can get Absolutely,
0: anywhere. and so 10 million to help so right. broaden that
1: right right so so the, the idea that the term we keep using is we're trying to future-proof the county we're trying to lay these this fiber optics out there so that that kind of growth can keep continuing at the way the city of Nebraska has grown we've tried to grow out into the county and present you know put put that fiber optic infrastructure there to get everything ready to go for that continued growth out there. The really exciting thing is, um, just this last week, we submitted some new grants to the, to the federal administration, um, coming from the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Yep. That means that if if we get those matching dollars for this project, we could be reaching eighty five percent. So up from fifty percent to eighty five percent of everybody who lives in Lancaster County outside of the city of Lincoln.
0: Well, and 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 again, because of the pandemic, so many more people. So mu- so many more people. Are uh, working remotely, right? Uh, and some of those people won't go back to a, a normal work setting. Mm-hmm. But even if they do, uh, there's still that uh, opportunity to uh, to bring more people into our county right. uh, from from Kansas City, right. from uh, Dallas, from uh, you know wherever Chicago uh, to have a lifestyle uh, that is much different, right. but still be able to have that broadband connection and work wherever you want. And, Absolutely. And, uh, well,
1: and this has been, I mean, it's it's been a major detractor for anyone who wanted to start a small business in yes, rural areas. Yes, You know, I mean, again, talk about rural economic development, you know, this is this is key infrastructure that could not have been done without, you know, without a real public investment. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm really, really excited and, about. And
0: agriculture. Absolutely. The, the development of, Absolutely. of need for broadband and ag- right. agriculture. Right. Um, right. Yeah,
1: and really, we're one of the few. I mean, we're one one of the few counties in the state that is lucky enough to have the opportunity to build out from from what the city of Lincoln has already done, and, and the, the opportunities that are already here in our community. Um, it, there aren't many communities that are going to be able to get this kind of rural broadband development, really anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so it's it's it, yeah. it's really exciting, and I've been, been been pretty pumped about it as well. Well, that's really cool.
0: Well, I don't want to cut short sure. the opportunity for you to tell our viewers and listeners. If they want to be supportive or learn more about uh, your campaign, sure. uh, where where do they find
1: you? Uh, www. seanflowerday. Or just www.shawnflowerday.com. My email address is seanflowerday at gmail.com. You can either s- send me an email. Check out the website. Um, it's it, everything about my campaign is it, is right up there. And so, no, I, it, it, any anyone who wants to help is very welcome. So, uh,
0: I know that you're uh, pounding the pavement, yeah. going door to door, all those things yeah, that politicians do.
1: We've knocked about fourteen thousand doors so far Have this campaign. You really? it's, wow. it's, 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 it's. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to hit Anna Wishart's numbers. She always leads me by about by about 1500 she's just she's the best ever out uh, out there and i'm always chasing her her door knocking numbers and i can't ever quite take her yeah so
0: that's cool well we'll put all that in the notes so people can uh, follow along and see what you're doing maybe even join you and walking some uh, precincts or something uh well i i'm just thrilled that you were able to take some time and it's and nice. uh, bring some dear old Nebraska brew. And, this is great. Yeah. Man, we're, we're, we're almost empty. We right. have to refill here for the after. Uh, Sorry, we got more. Yeah, we do. Well, Sean, thank you so much. Let me uh, say thank you to a few folks. Uh, the crew at BCom Solutions, including Courtney, who's a project manager on the project. Uh, Rachel is the director and producer of the show. Caroline is the content strategist. Uh, and Becom does all of the production, editing, and distribution of, of this podcast. Kim Remington, Operations Manager at Parsons Public Relations. Pints and Politics theme music, written and performed by Lincoln's Jack Rodenberg. Fuse co-working, the home of Parsons Public Relations. Uh, and you can learn more about Parsons PR at danparsonspr.com. I put my name in my URL. How right, about that? There you go. And, and, you uh, and, and mostly I want to thank uh, our guest, Lancaster County Commissioner, the commish, Sean Flowerday. Thank John you f- much. Thank- oh, you're empty. I'm, I'm empty. But we'll fix yeah, that. Yeah, we'll
1: have to get another one. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks, John. Really appreciate
0: it.